Hey there, Strong Mom. Welcome to the Mom's New Strong Show, a show that inspires, educates, and motivates you to ditch the weight loss and fitness drama and create a fit and healthy lifestyle that you love, all centered around down-to-earth and practical solutions that will leave you feeling inspired and ready to take action. I'm your host, Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach, hot mess mama too, a recovering perfectionist, and a lover of all things sprinkles and Mexican food. I'm also a woman on a mission to help you strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself. Ready to unleash your inner and outer strong mom? Let's get started. Hey, Strong Mom. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom's New Strong Podcast. And today, I want to give you an update on my explant surgery. I can't believe it's officially been three months since I got my breast implants removed. And honestly, this is probably going to be my last update on my journey because I feel like I'm pretty much fully healed. I'm still dealing with a little bit of hormonal issues like extreme PMS and some mental issues like episodes of depression, anxiety, but I've struggled with that before implant. So I don't feel like it's definitely um, something that was brought on by implants, yet it did make it a lot worse when I did have my implants and I was experiencing BII symptoms. But I, um, on a side note, I have been taking supplements and trying to do, you know, rebalancing my hormones holistically. And I feel like this cycle has been a lot better than the prior couple of cycles I had since explant. But even then, it was way worse. My PMS was way worse when I had implants. My episodes of anxiety and depression were way worse when I had implants. So that could also mean that that's just something that is going to take a little bit longer to heal maybe. But like I said, I don't want to chalk it up all to BII because I did, I have struggled with that before that. So this episode is actually going to be an update from my last episode. So you can go back to episode 23, um, where I said, uh, which is called, Is Breast Implant Illness Real? And that was my one month post update. So today I'm not going to go over all my symptoms that I had um, because you've heard about that in, in that episode. Um, and then also I had put out two other episodes. So if you're somebody that's new to the podcast and have, haven't really been following me along on this journey, I have two other episodes. One, the first one was why I decided to remove my breast implants. And this is when I first learned about BII. And then the second one is called Bye Bye Implants Part 2, which I shared a lot of information that I learned about breast implants and BII in general. So today's episode is really going to be more focused on my healing journey. What did I do post-explant to aid my healing? I'm going to share with you my holistic health protocols, why I did them. And if you are somebody, um, you know, that has explant, this is really going to be a good episode for you or you're somebody that's still struggling post-explant because sometimes, you know, it's, it's we removing the cause, right? So breast implants is the cause that's, is, is the underlining cause, but yet we have to heal from that and we have to assist our body in that healing process, some of us um, more than others. And I really feel like what I'm gonna share with you today is going to kind of get, it's gonna give you some ideas on like what you can do um, to help further your healing journey. And just to give an update, now it has been three months um, that I've been, and I, like I said, I really feel like I'm fully healed. I was still dealing with some joint swelling, especially in my fingers when I gave my last 
update, which was one month um, post explant. And that is gone now. It's like awesome. It went away actually when I added this one holistic detoxing thing that I'm going to share today that's kind of taboo. And you might be like, what the hell? But um, I'll, and I'll explain that later. So stick around. So I'm going to share, share that with you. But that was like the missing piece, I think, in my detox protocol that helped me to finally get over um, that joint pain and that swelling because it was like my hand, I had this one joint on my finger that was almost double size in my other hand and it even hurt just to like close my hands and like I definitely had joint pain in my fingers. So first I'm going to start with supplements, okay? I'm gonna talk about the ones that I'm taking and how I incorporated them and why. And I'm gonna put links to everything in my show notes. So if this is anything that you wanna kind of try out for yourself, um, then yeah, you can kind of check that out for yourself. Before I even had explant surgery, I did my research um, about how I was going to heal post-explant, and I came across this company called uh, Vitamedic that has a line of supplements to help prepare and age your body through the healing after a a surgery. Um, I actually found this company from a PDF on a Facebook group. Um, that was for BII. It was a list of supplements. It actually was a PDF that was a list of supplements not to take prior to surgery, um, which you wouldn't think that, right? But there's certain even herbs, medications, things like that, that are not recommended to take prior to any kind of surgery because I, I think in a lot of it, it has to do with how it affects like your blood, um, things like that. So anyways, on this PDF, was actually um, this company that I used, and it was supplements that suggested supplements to prepare for surgery. Um, and the PDF was actually from a very well-known explant surgeon. I can't remember her name at the, right now. So that's what made me trust in it. That okay, this is what she recommends to her her uh, explant patients, and I know they have great success based on stories that I've I've read in the group and the rep- the recovery program. So I bought. Okay, let me go back. I bought off of Veta, uh, Veta, I'm going to spell it out, V-I-T-A-M-E-D-I-C, Veta Medic. I bought their recovery support program, their Arnica, I'm probably butchering that, and Surgilax. So the recovery program came with three supplements. Two were daily vitamins, one you take in the morning, one you take in the evening. And I had I felt that this is very helpful because it was made up of vitamins you can actually take before surgery. Because remember I said that when I was doing my research, there was a lot of vitamins and minerals that they recommend not taking in the few weeks leading up to surgery. So it was perfect because I decided that every all the supplements that I was on, I was just going to stop taking them and then I was just going to take this. So at least I was getting what I still needed as far as vitamins. And the other supplement in the program was bromelian. It's B-R-O-M-E-L-I-A-N. And I probably butchered that too. But what it is, it helps with swelling and bruising. I think it's actually um, a nutrient that's found in pineapple juice, if I'm not mistaken. The Arnica is actually a homopathic supplement used for pain reduction. So that's something I took. And the Surgilax was a probiotics to help with digestion after being on anesthesia. It can cause constipation and some stomach issues. So did I think they helped? I really think so. I had no bruising, guys. I had no bruising. I don't even really, I didn't really have any swelling either. 
Um, and I don't know if that's to take it to, I don't know how much to take that with a grain of salt because I don't have any breast tissue, guys. I'm a double A. <laughs> I was a very deflated concave double A and I've kind of fluffed out a little bit. I'm going to talk about that too um, when I get to the protocols I used for massage and, and that kind of stuff. But anyways, I didn't have any bruising. I had minimal swelling and I only took my prescribed pain pills for two days and then I, sw- and then I just was taking just extra strength Tylenol. So it was actually a really smooth recovery, a lot smoother than when I got them in. And I had to actually remind myself the first week to really take it easy because I felt so much better, guys. Uh, You can go back and listen to my one uh, one month post explant update where I talked about like it was immediate change for me. Um, So there was a few things that took some time, like the swelling to joint pain, but a lot of things just, they went away. Um, And these were the only supplements I took actually for the first week of my surgery because you continue to take so those vitamins, I was telling you, the ones that you take in the AM and in PM, you started, I think it's like a week or two before surgery, and then you continue to take it after surgery. So that's all I was taking. Um, and then about week two, I started adding in my organic superfood supplements. And that's what I'm going to talk about next. There is only one brand that I fully trust when it comes to those uh, to organic superfood supplements. And because I know it's a high quality, I've been using it for gosh, going on probably two years now. And I've seen really great results with their stuff. I've done my research. I know, like I said, they're, they're, the way that it's produced, what's in it, everything's really pure. It's organic. And it's a company called Purium. And I actually, I will put it in the show notes, but I, since I use them and I um, talk about them with other people, like I have a referral code where you can get like 50% off or 20% off your first order, whatever is greater. So you can take, you can try these supplements for yourself if you feel like it's something that could help you. And I've been, like I said, I've been using their products for almost two years now and their green shake and their gut health supplements really helped me get by those past two months while I was dealing with BII, which I didn't know at the time. And when I stopped taking these supplements three weeks before explant, you know, remember I told you I just stopped all my supplements because I didn't want to like pick and choose and look through and see which ones I could still take. Um, I just, I really felt the difference and it didn't, I didn't really realize how much these supplements were helping me till I had to get off them. So even if you're somebody that still has, is still dealing with BII and hasn't had explant surgery, I really recommend their supplements for you as well, just to help to manage things until you can get your breast implants out. Um, and so, yeah, so I started taking all that, the products I take from Purium whenever I decided to start really focusing on detox and helping to assist my body in through detox, like our bodies naturally detox. And I know that there's stuff there's you have two different types of people you have the the detoxing people and then you have the people that's like oh detoxing is a bunch of bs right well it's this is the way from what i understand about detoxing and my own conclusion is that our body detoxes naturally all right our bodies are always detoxing and that's what these people that say oh detoxing doing taking supplements for detoxing is a bunch of bs your body already does that naturally yes that is true but the thing is we our bodies are so bombarded with things with with toxins and chemicals and how you know shitty food there's all these things that are clogging up our detox systems in our body and then we're getting our detoxing systems are getting sluggish so if you're somebody that struggles with constipation you have skin issues um you know there's there's these things that those are our biggest 
ways of eliminating toxins are we eliminate toxins through our skin, we eliminate toxins through our bowel movements, and we and through sweat, right? So, yeah, so I really, you know, detoxing really has its place. And the way that I see detoxing is like, I'm going to do these things to help to help my system detox better. That's really the whole point of of detoxing, of taking these things is to already assist what your body is doing, but it's, it gets ran down and it needs help. So what I was taking, I was taking their power shake, which is their green shake. I was taking vitamin C to help with healing. I was taking their biomedic, which was, is for gut health. Most of our immune system is in our gut. So it's really important that we assist it through this process. Crack cell Corella to help with detoxing heavy metals, which I know I had from implants. And I know this because I did a test a few months before Xplant that linked back six heavy metals that I tested high for. I linked those back to my implants. I actually found um, the information from Mentor, which is where I have my implants from. I found a PDF. It took me a lot of searching on the FDA website, but I found it. And it actually said, what are the chemicals that were used Um, some of them in my implants. Um, I believe, I feel like there's more actually. But anyways, I list... I linked six of those back to my heavy metals test. Another thing I took was fulvic zeolite, another supplement that binds and removes heavy metals. Alloy digest, which is a digestion aid. I wanted my bowel movements to be really good because like I said, this is one of our body's ways of eliminating toxin. And if you're constipated, you know, your body's not going to be able to eliminate those toxins. And not only that, the longer it sits in you, those toxins, your body's going to reabsorb those toxins. You don't want that. I also added a collagen powder to my Power Shake, which I got off Amazon to aid in healing with muscle tissue and skin. Another part of my healing journey, so this that was my supplements. Now we're going to talk about another heal, part of my healing journey, um, which or protocols, which I used was dry brushing, uh, breast massage, and Epsom salts with essential oils. So for the first couple of weeks, I did light touch massage on my breasts and light circular motion. So I didn't do anything deep tissue massage. I kind of just try to get some stimulation and just, like I said, lightly touch them. And then about a month, I started more of a deeper massage, which it, I included essential. So I made an oil with essential oils to use to massage not only that, but also my scars. And so that mixture was two ounces of fractionated coconut oil, five drops of frankincense, five drops of geranium, five drops of lavender, and three drops of tea tree oil, all essential oils that are actually really good for your skin. Um, and then about, let's see, the deeper massage. Let me kind of explain that to you. And if you are not a part of the um, Facebook group called, what is it called? Breastplant Illness and Healing by Nicole. I really suggest you join that because I that's where I learned a lot of stuff from. That's why I, when I talked earlier about the PDF, about the supplements, and then also there's a lady in there and I cannot remember her name, but she was very helpful. She's a massage therapist and she actually sent me videos showing me how to do my own massage on my breasts. So it was very helpful and really what it is, and I'll try to explain it here 
on um, podcasts, but of course, video is always easier, right? It's, it's easier to see something. But what it included was me taking my palm on my hand and starting, and I would start from the nipple up and I would press, I would start from the nipple up, press, and then push up in as deep sweeping motions. And I did it all the way around my nipple. And then when I got to near um, the, like the bottom of my breast, I would sweep that and push it all the way up and towards my armpit, towards my lip nodes. And I did this for twice a day for a couple of minutes. And I also use, like I said, that oil on my scar. And after your scar is fully healed, so you don't want to do this and if it's still an open wound. Um, and of course, I would also get approval from your surgeon when it's okay to really do massaging. But anyway, so what I would do with my scars, I take that oil and then I would gently press across the scar. Um, I'm putting pressure in all directions. So what does that mean? Like I would press one way down um, across my scar. Then I would go the opposite way across my scar. Then I would go up and down across my scar, just pretty much pushing and kind of gently pulling that scar in all different directions. And one thing I do want to, say about healing this is something at first I felt like oh my gosh is this how it's going to be forever but my scar tissue felt so thick like really thick and actually uh, a few weeks into explant surgery I don't know or after explant surgery I don't know if I put this in my one month post update but I I like tore a layer or something of uh, scar tissue. Not really tore it, it just kind of released. And I talked to my surgeon about that and what he explained is, you know, you have multiple layers of tissue that is in, um, that's in that scar, right, that they put back together and I felt what I felt was just one of those layers releasing and it scared the crap out of me guys like it wasn't painful it just scared me more than anything and then I noticed when that happened the scar on that side the next day it felt flatter than the other one did and so that over time has gotten way better I don't have my scars do not feel thick anymore like there's a bunch of tissue underneath it like all in a bunch like it does not feel like that so if you're after explant and you're like thinking like I did it does get better it really does and my breasts have actually changed a lot in the last three months especially my skin they looked so bad at first guys like they they look like two droopy deflated raisins like basically flaps of skin like I know that sounds really horrible like yeah uh, mine is I'm just gonna tell tell how it is because that's really what it looked like and they looked the worst after explants than they're ever going to look so if you're looking at yourself like oh my gosh this looks horrible I promise you it will get better now mine look a little they look more filled out because I was very concave at top like I said I was just is very deflated I just had like like just like I said flat it looked like flops of skin and my nipple was so big too you got to think everything was stretched out in the way that I describe it or the way I feel it's like is like when you're pregnant right and you know your belly right after you have a kid and how it feels and looks and you're just like oh my gosh is it ever gonna look normal again but over months it gets better it really does get better of course some of us have um, stretch marks and things like that from pregnancy but overall your skin looks better that's the worst it's gonna look is right after pregnancy and that's pretty much how I feel the same comparison with getting my breast implants out. Um, another thing, like I said, I just feel like they haven't gotten bigger. They've just, they've gotten just more fuller looking and the nipples gotten smaller. They just look a lot better. 
Now, the other thing I wanted to, uh, was in my protocol, was dry brushing and Epsom salts. After a month of letting my body heal naturally, I wanted to start detoxing. So the supplements that I was taking from Purim, those were kind of like that kickstart. It was giving my body all the nutrition it really needed to function correctly. And then now I wanted to start kind of doing things that were really going to um, up my detoxifying game. And that was dry brushing Epsom salts. Our bodies are always detoxing. But like I said, it's we want to aid in that detox. And, you know, dry brushing, actually, it encourages f- blood flow and cell regeneration. Your body has a series of lymphatic, uh, lymphatic I'm going to butcher that word too, uh, vessels responsible for draining fluid called lymph from your tissues and emptying the back of your bloodstream. And it actually acts as a second circulatory system, which is a, as, which is responsible for transport, uh, transporting infection, fighting cells, removing foreign matter and cleaning up cells. So dry brushing can really help assist with this process. And I'm not going to explain to you how to dry brush. I'm going to go ahead and put a link in the show notes, but basically it's this big body brush you use to literally brush your body and you do it not in the shower. You do it literally while you're dry. You know, I would actually, I would do it right before the shower and you're just brushing into the direction to promote this blood flow and to help you know with that lymph lipnoid draining um, I would do this once a day before showering or taking a bath it actually really helped um my legs too when I was shaving it because it takes off dry skin as well so you feel softer whenever you get out of the bath so that's just kind of like a side um, advantage to it And then this leads me to Epsom salt baths. I would do a soak for 20 to 30 minutes in hot water with Epsom salts and essential oils, kind of still using those same essential oils that I would put in my blend for my scar and my massage, which are the frankincense, the lavender, the geranium. And it is said that Epsom salts pull out toxins from your body. And it's also really great for muscle recovery. You got to think your your pec muscles were just um, cut into. So this is also really helpful for muscle recovery. Another reason I did the hot baths was to create a sauna-like effect. Saunas are a great tool to detox your skin, but unfortunately, I don't have a sauna. I don't have one near me. So I tried to create that same sauna-like sweating effect with a hot bath. Um, get Actually, I'm going to, hopefully soon, once we get some bills paid off, I talked to my husband about this, got him on board, but I want to get an infrared sauna for my home, which is really, if you can get in an infrared sauna, and this is different than like the saunas you'll find at like a gym. This is, it's a different type of heating technology that really is more beneficial for detoxing and healing. So you could do your own research, maybe find one in your area. If you live in a city, you should not have any problems finding a spa that has an infrared sauna. So we've talked about supplements. We talked about massage and detoxing. I did this protocol without fail for a month, and I saw I saw big improvements. Sure, there were days, like, I still felt tired and drained, but overall, I felt great. And to be honest, most of my symptoms disappeared right after explant or shortly after. The only thing I still struggled with afterwards was, like, the joint pain in my fingers, right, that I talked about earlier. And then I had, um, I still had some fatigue, and then I had another episode of a yeast infection, Right when after explant surgery, I had my period like two weeks after explant surgery, right? Yay me. <laughs> and I had a um, yeast infection, but it went away. And I ha- haven't gotten one back yet, which is really great because I that's one thing if you've been following my journey is I suffered with yeast infections. I would get one before my period every 
month and that happened for like a year and it was really annoying. So really excited that that's something that I haven't had anymore. There's one more thing that I wanted to share with you. Remember I told you there's this one thing that I did that had a big impact on my joint pain, which is amazing that I don't have anymore. So I talked about how it was noticeably bigger. It hurt when I closed my hand um, and that's gone. And there was one thing that I started doing. I'm going to share with you something. I want you to keep an open mind about what I'm about to share too, that when I started doing this, I noticed a drastic decrease in how I felt like in my joint pain and by a week, like it was pretty much gone. It was amazing. And between us, uh, I'm going to share the one, I'm going to share this one thing with you. It might be a little taboo, but it's coffee enemas. And yes, I'm talking about putting coffee up my butt. (laughs) That's what a coffee enema essentially is, but let's talk about it a little more. Let me explain um, why and I'm not going to explain how. You can t- totally look that up or if this is something you do want to try, then you can message me. I can give you some, some. I can I can te- talk to you about my experience and give you some information um, that has been very helpful for me that I found. And between us, I've actually been doing coffee enemas for a few years now off and on. And I actually started doing them out of desperation because of my IBS issues, which was a side effect of my BII that I didn't realize. And, you know, this started, oh gosh, like two years ago um, when I started getting the IBS issues. And I had a naturopathic doctor I had worked with at one point in time. And I had did some research and I was like, man, this coffee enemas kept coming up as a natural way to manage IBS. And I asked her about it. And she's like, yeah, I've had people had great success that, you know, I've worked with. And she says also really good for parasites. You know, a lot of us have parasites and we don't even realize it. But anyways, that's a whole totally another topic to talk about. So what is a coffee enema? Like, what does it do? How does it help? And first, coffee enemas used to be not that to taboo up into the 1970s it was actually a legit protocol in the uh, Merrick manual which was a trusted manual used by physicians for decades cough manomas are also a big part of the gerson protocol which is a protocol to be cancer naturally so they're you know i don't know for whatever reason it's just become it's not as well known, it's kind of taboo, but coffee enemas are used to detox the liver, treat constipation, improve fatigue, improve digestion, it tones your colon, boost energy, eliminate parasites. Um, and that's just to name a few things. It really, the reason I did it was really to help my liver. Our livers filter out everything and they play a big role in detoxing our bodies, but they can get overran by toxin and have a hard time keeping up. And I knew my body was overloaded with toxins from my implants, hence I had heavy metals, right? And figured coffee enemas would be a really great way to help with that detoxing. Coffee enemas actually stimulate your liver to let go of and flush out those toxins that it's holding on to. Coffee enemas activate and intensify certain enzyme systems that ensure that around 98% of toxins are released in the bile and can be safely carried out of your body. It also helps to eliminate stool. Being constipated holds, uh, when you hold on, remember I talked about earlier, when you're constipated and you're holding on to stool longer than you should, then your body starts to reabsorb that waste and toxins the longer it sits, which is not good for you. So you really want to like have really healthy bowel movements, especially whenever you're detoxing. I started actually doing these 
coffee enemas daily for about a month and now I'm doing them every few days um and yeah the, like I said the first few days I started doing them I noticed a huge improvement in my swelling which has actually gone away like I said I also noticed it helped with my energy mental clarity my skin I break out less when I do them which makes sense because in holistic health skin health is linked to your liver your body is a big detoxifying system um, in itself and if other ways uh, I mean liver is a big detoxing system and it, it will find other ways to detox if it's clogged up right so if your liver is clogged up in your colon then these toxins have to come out somehow and your skin is really your body's biggest detoxification system and I just want to give a little disclaimer that everything that I'm sharing on today's podcast Take it for what you will, right? It's just my experience. I'm just sharing it for educational purposes. Don't hold me to anything. I'm not a doctor or a holistic doctor by any means, but I just really wanted to share with you what I've been doing because it's those women that have shared their stories that have really helped me along this journey to piece things together and for me to create you know, ways of dealing and healing that were best for me and what I felt was best for me. So just wanted to give you um, that little disclaimer. And on a side note, when I was a teenager all the way until I was in my mid-20s, I suffered from cystic acne. I'm talking like horrible, painful acne. I actually still have some scars from it and I tried everything and saw multiple dermatologists and nothing worked that was part of the reason why I decided to see a naturopathic doctor when I was 25 and after six months of working with her my face was completely cured up my periods were normal for the first time in my life my digestion was really on point and I felt amazing which that was the start really of my health healthy living journey and I eventually added an exercise and that turned into a passion for weightlifting over the years but my journey really started with holistic health and that's I just kind of wanted to share that with you that this is really like I said this is something that I'm not that I'm not new to is holistic health and to be completely honest the silver lining of getting BII was to connect me back to those roots of holistic health that over the years I kind of lost that I got so caught up in like the goals of you know gaining muscle and strength and improving my fitness that you know I'm actually really grateful that I got breast implant illness because it brought me back to refocusing on my health again when I was at a point where I was slowly venturing away from that so Yeah, I'm actually, you know, and that's a choice that you have to have. And this is why this is why I'm bringing this up also is mental health is just as important as your as your physical health going through this and the story that you're telling yourself based around having to deal with breast implant illness is going to make a big part in your healing journey. You know, stress has such a huge effect on our body our and we can create that stress when we when we think these negative thoughts and we have this uh we're dealing with that mental stress right of this whole situation which it can be very freaking stressful guys I understand that because when I first found out about BII it was it was harder honestly it was harder in the beginning to deal with that than it was after my ex-plant dealing with the results because you don't know for sure. There's no test you can take. You have to really trust yourself. And for me, that was the biggest mental struggle was trusting my gut instinct 
And also having to deal with the people around me really trusting me as well. I still remember how silly I felt the first time I told my husband that I thought my implants were causing my health health issues. And at first, he really wasn't on board. It, it was like, wait, that doesn't make any sense, right? For a lot of a lot of people around us will think we're silly, especially if you have people in your life that have implants and they're not having any issues with them as well. And that's something I had to deal with too. You know, what are these people going to think when I tell them, especially women that I am friends with that have implants and I'm saying these implants are harmful? Like, how are they going to react to that as well? So there's a lot of mental things that I had to process and work through. And I spent so many, I spent so much time actually research and reading other women's stories and actually fantasizing, like, how would I feel afterwards? And I was really worried that I would be one of those women that just wouldn't get better. Like it wasn't going to be my answer. And it really took me about a month of learning about breast implant illness to fully commit to having an explant. But even those months leading up to explant, I still had that hint of doubt. But I just, I still trusted that gut feeling. You know, if you're somebody that hasn't made that connection or not connection, haven't really fully committed to explant, really just check in with yourself. Like, do you really feel like this is this is what you're dealing with? Do you feel this in your stomach? Like your body will tell you how you really feel about this. And if you if it's really something that you need to go through, just trust your gut instincts. And I really didn't want to get my hopes up ever in case it, it really wasn't for me. So I think that's, you know, I kind of try to play it safe with my emotions going forward because I didn't want to set myself up in not being you know, what the the issue was and then having to like, oh my gosh, like I, I talked this up. I felt like this was going to be it and it didn't work because it's really, I think it's also really hard because we see these stories and we hear these women and it's like an overnight miracle, right? It's like you get, not even an overnight, it's like a, a one hour miracle. You go in, you get your breast implants out, you come out and you feel like a new person and you read so many stories about that. I think that's where it felt like, oh no, this is too good to be true. It can't be that good you know and to be honest it really is it was for me and I really hope that it's for you and I feel like if you've been doing your research you've been reading about stories you have read a lot of these stories this can't be a coincidence it can't be and so in some way you're gonna feel better um there's some women that it just takes a little bit longer they have to really focus on this healing process and some women feel really good right away but do you know you're doing something good for your body you're taking out something that your immune system is trying to fight and that's only gonna be a matter of time before that backfires on your immune system so that i just kind of wanted to end on that note of the mental health and really taking care of that as well throughout this journey. I per se can't really attest to how you're going to feel afterwards. I'm somebody that has done years of self-help work on my mindset and, you know, I really detached myself from my implants before I went into explant surgery. And I think that helped me to really process it and get used to it because my, um, to be completely honest, guys, my before and after is pretty bad. I had to kind of stop going into some of these BII groups after my explant surgery because I was getting to be complete. I'll be completely honest. I was getting angry. I'd see these women. <laughs> this is horrible. I I've, I wasn't planning on sharing this, but I think this can maybe help another woman that maybe 
feels like in my position, I would see these before and after pictures of these women and they had they have really nice breasts even after they get the explant. I mean, even when they had explant surgery afterwards, they had decent size looking fuller breasts. And I'm like, why did you even get implants before? <laughs> like your breasts were perfect. Like if I had breasts like that, I would never got implants. The whole reason I got implants is, oh hell, I couldn't even fill a bra. I mean, you know, it's just basically a nipple. And so it kind of triggered me. And that's something also I kind of had to work through as well is, you know, everybody has their own reasons. And really, when it comes down to self-confidence, self-esteem, we see ourselves differently. And those women, who am I to judge them for getting implants when they already, to me, in my eyes, had perfectly great breasts to begin with, you know? And then after explants, like, well, you still get to have nice breasts. I don't, like, I don't have anything. And they're deflated and they're this or that. Like, I was playing all these stories in my head. So that's something else I mentally had to work through. But at the same time, I'm still very happy with myself, you know, uh, that stuff really wasn't triggered unless I would go into those groups and I would see those before and afters and these women are complaining about how bad their breasts look when they were like, to me, they looked really nice, you know, but like I said, who am I to judge that person's journey? They're seeing their their own journey through their own eyes and that's their opinion, their title to have that opinion. So if that's another thing is if those groups are triggering you, whatever point you are in your journey. Like I had to be completely honest. There's times I did have to take breaks from those groups. They were very helpful, but for my mental health, I had to, um, for one leading up to explant surgery, I had to take breaks because I was getting obsessive about it. Assess obsessive about reading other people, women's stories. It's almost felt like the more women's stories that I read that, um, were positive, and they they had a great outcome afterwards. It was like the more stories I read, I felt like in a way, the more likely that I would have a story like that. I know it sounds really weird. Maybe you can relate to this. And then um, I got really obsessive about just reading symptoms. Like I would literally I'd be like sitting there in bed about to go to sleep and then I would think about oh my gosh I have this symptom I wonder if it's related to breast implant illness and then I'd go in those groups and I search the symptom and like oh my gosh and I'd tell my husband oh my gosh they, they have this too like this is related to breast like I was finding new symptoms all the time like leading up to explant surgery and like I said I just kind of started getting obsessive about it and that's just something with me as well I'm a type of person I love learning I have to know whenever I decide to learn about something I I want to learn everything and all about it. And it's like there, I can never fulfill that gap of like learning enough. So I have to really keep myself in perspective. So going forward throughout this journey, like really be aware of that mental piece because that's going to help you to heal. It really is. This is an emotional thing. It's it's a physical, it's a mental, it's all the whole package. You know, if you are, if you even got breast implants to begin with, that says that, there's a lot that you have had to, um, that you're gonna have to overcome as far as body image issue. I really felt like this was one of the biggest lessons and journeys of self-love that I endured. And I talked about that throughout this journey because looking back when I was younger, breasts, those were the most the most insecure part of my body that I had. I was very insecure about them. I've always wanted bigger breasts. Ever since I was like 12, I used to talk about it, you know, so that's something that I never fully loved about myself. I've never fully 
uh, embraced that. And that was another beautiful way of another beautiful silver lining in all this is this has made me come around, has made me or helped me to finally accept myself fully. I had that missing self-love in that area. And this just just drove me into it and I had no other choice to accept that and I made that choice just remember that you always have a choice in how you feel does not always feel like that coming from somebody that's a highly emotional person I get that it can feel like our we can feel so out of control with our emotions but really realizing you do have a choice on how you want to feel you know, and your thoughts are the first step to how you control your emotions. I just want to leave you with that. I think that's a beautiful way to end this episode. And before I end today's episode, I just want to say thank you to all of you that have joined me, have been following me, have been supportive of my journey. It means so much to me and has helped me so much more than you have, than you probably even know. And to those of you that are going through this experience, I fully believe in my heart that you're going to come out the other side and you're going to be better. You're going to be stronger. And I really want to challenge you um, to actually find your silver linings in all this because it can be whatever you want it to be. You can find the good. I, I truly believe you can find the good in everything and that life is happening for us, not to us. So you know, really decide how do you want to show up and how do you want to go through this process and how is this actually going to make you better in the end? I'll leave you with that and I'll see you in next week's episode. For now, go out there and be the strong mom that you know you are.